Technically Iowa is a Technology Association of Iowa podcast, highlighting innovators and tech leaders throughout the state. The Technology Association of Iowa is a statewide member-based organization uniting Iowa's technology community by connecting leaders, developing talent, driving public policy, and fostering diversity and inclusion. The Technology Association of Iowa believes every Iowa company is a technology company. Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more and get involved. My name is Cassandra Kotek, and I will be your host for today's show. With us today talking about the future of manufacturing is Mike O'Donnell, Associate Director of the Center for Industrial Research and Service at Iowa State University. Thanks for being here with us today, Mike. Thank you for having me. Let's start with who you are and what your role entails at Cirrus. Sure. My name is Mike O'Donnell. I'm the Associate Director at Cirrus, which is the Center for Industrial Research and Service at Iowa State University. I also lead our manufacturing team here. So my job is to understand the state of manufacturing, what manufacturers here in Iowa need to compete, and then what's next for them, and then make sure that they have the resources to thrive over the long run. So talk to me a little bit about how Cirrus specifically helps Iowa companies and in turn their communities that they work in grow. So what we do is we work with industry throughout the state to help them solve their tough challenges. And there's lots of ways we do that. First, we do things like connecting companies with each other through things like our Iowa Lean Consortium and other groups that we run. We help companies learn how to improve and make changes to their business using our experts. We connect them with faculty and technology, whether it's within our own organization at Cirrus, within Iowa State, or within others across the state. And then we'll also bring in experts from ISU faculty and then external consultants or resources within Iowa or from across our national network. Our job is to make sure Iowa businesses can thrive so that their communities can thrive. Great. So Cirrus depicts a lot of fundamentals incorporated under Industry 4.0, from cybersecurity to 3D printing, additive manufacturing, cloud computing, Internet of Things, and many other aspects. Can you speak to why these key company strategies and tactics were prioritized? Absolutely. So Industry 4.0 is messy, right? The concept of Industry 4.0 is that we're in the fourth industrial revolution of manufacturing. So first, was the basic motors. The second was the assembly line. The third was kind of the core automation you see in businesses that came out in the 1970s. And we are into the fourth revolution. And when it's complex like that, it becomes really hard to wrap your arms around. So sometimes you want to go simple. One of my favorite simple definitions of Industry 4.0 is that it simply focuses on integrating the physical and digital world. And that's a really nice way to frame Industry 4.0. But a simple definition like that doesn't necessarily give companies a lot of direction about where to go or what things to watch for. So that's where we pulled together our our wheel, as we refer to it, that highlights nine of the most influential areas of Industry 4.0, where we talk about some of those market-ready technologies, 
there are more technologies than those that you mentioned too, right? So you've got things like artificial intelligence, smart materials, biosensors, and more and more things coming up right behind the suite that we're looking at today. What we decided to do was highlight the set of technologies that is most ready and most relevant for the most amount of companies here in Iowa. So that's kind of our first nine. And we're, we're looking to see where things go from there. The added complexity is that Industry 4.0 isn't just go do well at these technologies and go implement these technologies. It's really about integrating those technologies with each other and with your existing systems. So while you can watch really cool videos of robots dancing and those types of things online, and that's cool, but when you combine things together is when you create value. So when you're using big data, to optimize robots and then 3D printing to create custom grippers, you've suddenly pushed all that together and you create a whole new world of solutions that offer a lot of business value. So each of those individual things like 3D printing, simulation, robotics, cloud computing on their own are powerful tools, but Industry 4.0 is really when you start connecting them together and with your current ways of doing things to change the way you run your business. So manufacturing is critical to the state of Iowa. Let's talk about what resources are available to Iowa manufacturing companies that Cirrus facilitates, specifically that are helping companies through this manufacturing 4.0 revolution. So here in Iowa, one of the things that is really wonderful for manufacturers is we have a lot of resources from a lot of people across the state focus on making sure manufacturers can thrive. So there are all sorts of things going on today in this Industry 4.0 world. I'll pick out a few of them that I do want to highlight. So first of all, Cirrus has partnered with the community colleges and University of Northern Iowa and several other state agencies and industry groups to build better basic workforce training for Industry 4.0. We at Cirrus have a variety of different assessments in place. So if you're a business and you're not quite sure what this Industry 4.0 is, we can do everything from help you take an online quiz, essentially, to understand if Industry 4.0 is right for their business, all the way down to a week-long assessment that is focused on in-depth planning for transforming the way you do business and everything in between. One of my favorite places here is our new digital manufacturing lab powered by Alliant Energy uh, right at the Research Park here in Ames. So that is a space for manufacturers across the state to come and view some of the emerging technologies. We actually have a group over there right now who are learning about some technologies like cobots, some of the new 3D printing technologies, things like 3D scanning, where you can rapidly create digital models of products. So that's right here in the research park. For companies who are further along, there are great resources at the universities here across the state. So here at Iowa State, we have various labs and experts in Industry 4.0. If you get into some of the adjacent spaces and some of the changes that are happening in medical technologies, they've got great things over at the University of Iowa with things like their proto labs. So one of my biggest takeaways is if you're a manufacturer and you're looking to modernize technology, put your hand up, ask somebody for help, and we're all around ready to help you. 
That's great. That's that Iowa nice getting put to work, isn't it? Love that. So chat with me. What do you believe is the percentage of Iowa companies that you feel have adopted these integration processes versus those that are still using legacy systems? So it does vary a lot, right? It varies by technology space. It varies by industry and it varies significantly by company size. But I wouldn't be an engineer if I didn't come to you with some data. We actually just finished our analysis of our biennial manufacturing needs assessment, where we go out and we ask manufacturers a lot of questions. Some of that includes implementing industry 4.0 technologies. So one of the really exciting things is some things are implemented really widely across the state. So 65% of companies in our survey are using cybersecurity tools. 58% are using 3D CAD tools. 43% are using robots. If you start to go into what I would call more of the emerging technologies, some of the new things that are coming out, the numbers are much lower, where things like 35% of Iowa manufacturers in our survey are using Internet of Things technology. 28 are using 3D printing. And only 12% are using augmented or virtual reality. But... When I step back and look at this survey, if 10 or 20 years ago, you were to tell me that 28% of Iowa manufacturers were using 3D printing in their factories, I never would have believed you. So while the market penetration has some growth opportunities, the fact that almost a third of manufacturers are using 3D printing and more than a third are using Internet of Things technologies It's amazing how quick we've seen this change here in Iowa. So what sets Iowa apart from the rest of the nation or the world in terms of manufacturing and the way that we use it to fuel our state's economy? So if you were to just look at this from an industry type standpoint, what are we really, really good at here? We're really good at food manufacturing, right, with our connection to ag and the bioeconomy. And we're really good at machinery manufacturing, which a lot of that stems from the ag economy, but has spread out into dozens of different industries. So those are the two spaces where Iowa is generally far ahead of the rest of the country. But what we really take pride in, if you kind of dig a little deeper, is kind of the Iowa work ethic, right? And by any measure, our work ethic here in Iowa is really strong. Now, when we're looking at Industry 4.0, what's going on across the world is with all these technologies out there, work ethic by itself is not going to be enough over the long run. So what we have to start doing is putting a lot of focus on how do we aim that work ethic at the really hard stuff and then lay in technology for the easy stuff. So why would you have somebody who is a smart, intelligent person spending their whole day putting things in and out of a machine when you can have a piece of technology like a cobot do that for you and then go help that person learn a new skill and run a set of cobots, right? And there's more and more things we can do. So I think you're going to see that. One of the other things that sets us apart is when it comes to Industry 4.0, everybody in Iowa is really on the same page. So we're starting to move together. There's a great state plan out there for manufacturing 4.0 and how we're going to attack it as a coordinated ecosystem. And 
one of my favorite things related to that is I keep getting calls from my counterparts and across the country in different states saying, what's happening in Iowa? Because I'm hearing we have to start doing what you're doing. So when it comes to Industry 4.0, what makes us special is that we've moved faster, I think, than a lot of other states have. There might be individual companies that are moving fast and that are further along. But as a state, our ecosystem, the manufacturers and the rest of us are working together and taking steps together. So for the companies that are still operating and utilizing legacy systems, what would you recommend that they do? Where should they start? How do they adopt these strategies? My advice is always that first recognize that there's new technology out there, but don't focus on that new technology. Start by focusing on the problems in your business. What are you know, the top 10 things in your business that if you could solve, if you could change, could really change the way you do business. And then start asking others, you know, of all these things, are there any parts of this that technology could solve, right? So if I don't have enough people, is there a way I could use automation to solve some of that? If my biggest problem is I'm waiting for tooling when I release a new product, is there a way I could use 3D printing to print the tools until the, the real long-term tools come in? So start small, start focused on the problems and get a win. Anybody who says, I'm going to implement Industry 4.0 in my business and comes up with a massive five-year or 10-year plan is, is really going to lead themselves down a path that becomes wildly complex. In our space, a lot of our advice tends to be Start small, take one step, find a problem that you can solve, improve that part of your business, and then move from there. Apply your lessons learned and take another step. So industry 4.0 is really a stepwise thing. The other thing is when you look back at other initiatives in manufacturing, we've always been able to let the leaders do something and figure it out and then copy them, right? So when it was some of the initial quality systems, the large corporations figured those out and then it kind of flowed down the supply chain. Then it became lean manufacturing. The large companies figured out some of the basics and it flowed down the supply chain. If that happens with Industry 4.0, what you're going to find is by the time you start implementing something, the technology is three to five years old and you're going after the wrong technology. So waiting isn't necessarily the right answer on this one. It's moving in a more incremental fashion rather than waiting for the answer and just buying it all. So we've talked about companies who haven't yet started or companies who are prioritizing how to implement these new strategies. Can you give us an example of a company that has already adopted these principles successfully? I thought of two examples that I want to put out there. One is non-manufacturing, and I think it's just a really neat example of how Industry 4.0 can, can change the way we do things. So there was an apartment building that had a 50-year-old large key tool that they needed that was no longer produced. And what we did was we helped that company go and first use an old tool, which was clay, to get an impression of what the key looked like, and then 3D scanning, and then printing a plastic model to test it and then printing a metal tool to solve their problem. So whether you're in manufacturing or in other places, these Industry 4.0 tools can create real solutions to things that 
you know, might have required a new elevator as opposed to just a new key. So there's there's some really cool opportunities there. When you move into the manufacturing space, one of, one of the examples I like to point out is a company called Metalcraft up in Mason City. So they're a producer of high-tech identification tags and labels, and they use some technology in their labels and that kind of stuff. And they have a really high mix of products where some are very easy and some are hard. One of the things they, they did recently was they implemented collaborative robots, which are also known as cobots. And what they can do there is they can move the cobots around their factory to do the easy jobs and focus their people on the hard jobs. And then when a certain machine has an easy job, they just roll that cobot over and they have that start working and then they move the person to the hard job. Those are some of the things that you see and we see them all across Iowa. We see lots of uses of 3D printing in the tooling space and it is so fun to watch companies creatively solve problems that even five years ago, you just couldn't solve. I find that fascinating because the sort of fear is the more technology we introduce into a company, the less humans we need. But really, we're repurposing, we're redirecting, we're evolving our skills. And again, it's the easier, maybe more elementary functions throughout the company that we can outsource or provide to these cobots. That's fascinating. Yeah. And when the other conversation all of us have on a daily basis is the lack of workforce and the need to continue growing. One of the things we see is that for decades, manufacturing in Iowa has grown faster than the population of Iowa. So if we want to keep growing our businesses, we need to be able to do more with the same amount of people. The other really important thing when it comes to people and technology is that technology is not something that's local. Technology is global. And if you're not the one implementing the technology, somebody else is. And so one of the things that the research shows is that businesses who implement technology tend to, over the long run, employ more people than businesses who don't because they remain competitive. And so, yes, you're going to see more and more technology every day in factories, that doesn't mean less people. That means they're able to grow with the same amount of people. And that's really what we're seeing from a strategy among most manufacturers these days. So with this growth in Iowa and manufacturing, where do you see the future of manufacturing in Iowa going in the next 10 years? I think we're in for a fun 10 years here. You are going to see manufacturers both within their factory and among factories become more and more connected. We're going to have some big challenges in terms of how businesses can digitally interface, especially if you're a company that supplies multiple competitors. And you're going to see lots of work and effort in that space, but I believe those challenges will be solved. So what that's going to do is you're going to have businesses with more insights into each other, more insights into their supply chain. You're probably going to see more focus on local supply especially after the last couple of years and being flexible in that supply. So in 10 years, manufacturing will probably look more like a creative job where you're trying to solve lots of problems in a very fast manner and reconfigure things. You're going to see higher and higher wages because it's going to go from less skilled positions to higher and higher skilled positions that require more technology understanding and that kind of stuff. 
you're going to continue to see more technology and you're going to continue to see a faster pace of change. I think it's safe to say the future is bright for manufacturing in Iowa. It is. Thank you so much, Mike, for chatting with us about the future of manufacturing and Industry 4.0. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Technically, Iowa is powered by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, dedicated to helping Iowa manufacturers remain globally competitive. Learn more at iowamfg.com. Thank you.